Hello and welcome to the Red Review podcast. How are you doing, Jeremy? Very well, sir. Very well. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. Just come off, I think we talked about last time, a very long, arduous bid. Um, And on to one that that needs a bit of TLC that goes in next Wednesday. um, But it's looking pretty good now. It just needs, um, there's a few questions. Um, I got to the point of writing just answer the fucking question across the front of the paper and handing it back to them in the review and saying I can't give you any more feedback than what I've already given you which is answer the question it's not simply sending me drivel but apart from that apart from that it's going okay yeah not too bad we've just been chatting before we started um, and of course just as we start now Dash has started the podcast dog has started to wander around the living room is now staring Longingly at the at the back door, looking for a going. You going for a wee? Barking? What you don't know? He's going to do something. Anyway, how are you? Yeah, good, good. I'm um, uh, similar. I had a very busy July, uh, where I've been doing some additional work for Morgan Sindor, a research project, uh, which was really interesting, actually. Um, and I can't tell you about it, but it was really interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, so that I handed that in on Monday, and uh, so now I'm I'm into an it August like homework. It, it was a bit. It was quite. It's quite high pressured because lots of senior people see it, and in effect, there's a recommendation in it on starting a business or something um, that lots of serious people will have to look at. So I had to had to be right and it's yeah lots of external research and bringing that all together and data and analytics on it and all sorts so um yeah it was a pretty pretty intense month it was really cool yeah it's it's market entry strategy type stuff really um so that was really cool and then so yeah and i'm into sort of an august of uh rewriting things and yeah i'm at home certainly a couple of days a week for most of august so it's quite nice i've had quite a chilled day today um i've even been to the gym michael have you yeah i've started going to the gym today with my man with an accident <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no no uh I, i've uh i've made a commitment with my mate sam that we're going to try and keep each other honest in terms of going to the gym so we're going together on wednesdays and friday mornings uh, so we'll see how long it lasts. But I actually felt really good for it today, I have to say. It was good. It was good. You'll feel it tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I kind of, I kind of, and this is not because you're like Homer Simpson, but in that episode of The Simpsons when he's like, What's a gime? Whoa, <laughs> a gime. And he goes in and he comes on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Cool. And how's your secret project going that you told us about last time? But we uh, well, that's August's thing. Uh, so yeah, I've got I've got to rebuild all of the bid toolkit and all of the training content during the and re-record it all probably during the course of August. But it won't it won't be major changes. It's tweaks and change of language and stuff like that. Um, but in order for it to be used for other things, so that's that's cool. That's this that's this month's challenge. So that's yeah, and it's it's not it, it's some of it to be honest. In having delivered it live a number of times now in the one day masterclasses, that you find you, as you go through it again and again and again, you find bits that need refining, and yeah. it's a little repetitive in places. So it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be good. 
and taking on board feedback from people as well who have been on the course because we send out questionnaires on that and well, that's cool. all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's that sort of it's because it's nearly uh, a year old uh, in terms of properly being mobilised. Um, it's probably time to do that. Yeah, so it's good good time and to do it. I think congratulations are in order. Is that right, APMP practitioner? <laughs> Correct. Well, oh yeah, that's the other thing that's kept me busy. So I did uh, foundation in June and practitioner in July, um, and I'm I'm going to try and do professional in August slash September as well. Are you? I'm going to see if oh, I can gosh, do that's all three. Because I can't let you. Months. I can't let you get it before me. Um, yeah, but I, I I've kind of got the time to do it. I guess uh, it's a bit a bit unfair yeah. uh, to. Katie, yeah, to be on holiday, I'm going to be my APMP professional. Can you hit? I, to be honest, I, I have no, I have no idea what's entailed. To be honest with you, because I, I contacted the uh, the lady that does all the scoring and stuff, and she's so busy sorting out all of the practitioner entries that have been received because of the change of moving to an exam that she she couldn't even tell me uh, sort of which which way was up the letter. Uh, so I need to do some homework on it. Hold on a second. What's up? Can you hear? Can you hear the dog barking? Only, only that once. Yeah. Well, he's he's just staring at me now. Do you want some dinner? Is that what you want? Yeah. Licking his lips. Producer Kate's gonna get some dinner while we just finish off. So um, we've got we've got Leonie Thomas on the podcast today. We have yes, exciting stuff. Yeah. So it's about freelancing type stuff, isn't so, it? Weirdly, I met Leonie on a podcast. Did you really? Yeah. So, um, way back, one of my friends, Pritesh, he is a marketing consultant in the constru- construction products space, which is massive for kind of more mm. direct marketing, direct sales kind of stuff, you know, fence panels or pipes or um, building products. Um, yeah, yeah. And some, he does some quite clever stuff as well. I'm, I'm paying him a disservice there it sounds like he's he's working um in a builder's yard he's not he's a very 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 good marketer um and he he when he went freelance started a podcast called the construction marketing podcast i think anyway, and leone was on it and i was listening along and then me and leone did an episode and that's how me and leone got to know each other so um oh there we go i might i'll, I'll put a link in the uh, in the show notes of the original episode of it's still on there the construction marketing podcast i can't remember what we discussed we tried to revive it that was one of the precursors of the red review um but we we just couldn't get it to 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 work um so yeah so we've known each other for a while but she's been freelance uh working for herself for five years now so um, she did a very popular blog, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, mm. about what she's learned in the five years. And actually, so we thought we'd have a chat about that today. Maybe inspire a few people to do what you've done and do what she's done and, and kind of go off on, on their own. So um, shall we bring her in? Yeah, let's go for it. Right. So welcome to the Red Review podcast, Leonie. Thank you very much, Mike, and hello, Jeremy. Hello, Leonie. Great to have you on board. Thank you very much. So, Leonie, just before we begin um, and you introduce yourself, I was just telling Jeremy that we met 
doing the construction marketing podcast. And I've, I've looked up the, the date of the episode that we did, and it was November the 11th, 2014. Was it really as long ago as that? Wow, that's, I mean, it's such a long time ago, isn't it? So that, yeah. was, that was just as you went freelance. It was indeed, yeah, which is, which is kind of apt, really. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Do you want to give us a bit of an intro as to who you are, what do you do, and how did you get to this point? Well, it's a really interesting question. So um, I'm a construction bid writer, and I, I specifically say that I've got that sectoral expertise. And the reason I say that is because I just don't work out of, outside of the industry. And there's loads of reasons for that, but mainly my I mean, knowledge of it is just so deep, and I couldn't really replicate that anywhere else. So I think when I'm working with subject matter experts, it's very useful to yeah. be able to understand themes and issues and drivers um, in a way that I just couldn't bring to another sector. So I really only work in the industry. Wow. And the reason you're on today is because you have just reached your five-year milestone working, working for yourself. Yes, in July. Yeah, I can't believe it in many ways. Cannot believe it. Um, longest job I've ever had. Is it? <laughs> yeah. But I put that down to having such a great boss. <laughs> <laughs> she understands me completely and she doesn't give me any aggravation. So, yeah, it's a perfect working relationship. <laughs> um, and when before you went freelancer, have you always been marketing bids? Yeah, for a long time now, um, sort of five years freelance and about 15, 16 years, no, I think 15, 16 years in total, 10 years in-house. So, yeah, quite a long time um, working for contractors, architects, um, those sorts of organisations, really, sort of at the professional end. And I hesitate to use that word, but I don't tend to work with subcontractors. Um, my career's just gone the other way so working more with designers and builders yeah mm -hmm. makes sense and um hopefully we can learn some um tips on you as uh jeremy's just saying obviously he's now how are you almost a year in now jeremy uh the business technically started in october yeah but this time last year i was on garden leave so i'd i'd sort of started um uh, but i i i've um Obviously, I'd secured an anchor client in Morgan Sindel three days a week, which I've still got and hope to hold on to for a while, so quite a while. So I, I de-risked it, so I've kind of got a part-time job and then other stuff I do, yeah. I guess. Not not quite the same as, uh, you know, the it's, it's a real thing going out into the into the storm alone, isn't it? Very impressive. Yeah. And do you work... Are you UK focused, Leonie, or are you around? No, I'm, I'm really lucky. I re I'm really lucky. I get to work across the world. Um, I mean, there's been a big theme over the last couple of months with Australia. I've worked on a lot of Australian-based bids. Now, I haven't actually been there for those, but I have written a lot for that market. Um, last year, I was in Turkey um, doing a big piece of work in Istanbul. And I was also in Kuala Lumpur for a while doing a high-speed rail bid. So I do get to I do get to travel and you know 
work with lots of different cultures and different people because got, everybody wants kind of um native english writers yeah so that's it's been a massive benefit for me you've got kind of like when people well i, I suppose it's, it depends some people probably get freelance to be able to work from home and spend more time with the kids or whatever but if i was yeah. on kate's producer kate is pointing to dash the podcast dot guess i would miss <laughs> it i do miss it when i go off traveling um but yeah, if, if I take if I if I'd gone freelance, I think I'd be looking to to go off around the world and and do good stuff. Um, <laughs> we were going to chat about your 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 one of your latest blogs, but particularly we're talking about it because it was the five things you've learned in your first five years as a freelancer. That's kind of blown yeah. up for you, and and it's got a lot of people contacting you for for advice and guidance on on going free going going. Yeah, so obviously it seems to be quite, um, like everyone, see, it seems to appeal to quite a lot of people, I would say. But I would also say that although it sounds quite attractive, the reality is I don't think it's for everybody and it is quite hard graft. So I don't really think it's a utopian way of working. I just think you've got different challenges, but those challenges suit me better, so it works for me. Yeah. You said yeah. in your blog... The first big thing you learned is structuring your business as if it's a corporate organisation. Yes, and that was, it's a big regret really looking back that I didn't take that more seriously when I set out. So, um, you know, having proper structures in place and thinking about processes, um, the way you deliver work, how you structure it, how you schedule it. Um, you know, just getting an IT person on board a lot sooner, that's what I'd have done in retrospect. Um, IT person. Yeah, I outsource a lot of my IT because it just it just enables me to focus on what I need to do. Um, so things like um, SharePoint sites when I work with clients, just making sure they work properly, um, making sure my emails always working. Um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I suppose you take it for granted working in a big in a corporate or in a, in a small yeah. business that those kind of things like email yeah i never really thought that that must be a, a lifeline when you're working working for yourself yeah totally and when i when i first set out i had no idea how to connect my email address to my outlook didn't have a clue so you know spent a lot of time kind of googling it and trying and all of that but it's just wasted time and it's quite frustrating if you know you've got no natural feel for that sort of thing just just outsource it to someone who knows and can do it like in a, a fraction of the time. Mm. Is that something you found, Jeremy, setting up? There were sort of things that you hadn't considered you'd need? Uh, yes and no. So I, I think there are some big companies uh, that, that struggle with that stuff too, to be honest, with, with or without IT departments. But um, no, I get where you're coming from, Leone. I, I think Office 365 um, has, has really changed the game for self-employed people. Um, yeah, agreed. because that, that's been quite a big leap forward and, and there's a lot of stuff that's just online through your browser and all that kind of thing um, so the, the game's moving towards us I think but yeah five years ago I can imagine it was a real pain actually um, it just it means I've always got somebody on hand if I've got any kind of issues so yeah to me it's to me it's worthwhile having and what, what was it like trying to get your first client then did you have one lined up when you Make the leap, or 
No, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. um, but funnily enough, I've never been out of work. Um, so the first thing I did was just contacted people that I'd worked with through LinkedIn and just said, you know, kind of on my own now um, and got work straight away. I've been super lucky. That's good. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't necessarily writing back in the day. So five years ago, it was more sort of in design focused I was doing a lot of documents for people um as times progressed I've specialized as a as a writer that's just where my skill set really is best placed yeah right go on Jeremy and do do you take bits of the year off or have you been just flat out for five years or uh... no um there's been times when I've been busier than others uh but I try and you know schedule big chunks of time off so I went to South Africa for five weeks over Christmas and New Year this year um the year previous I went to India um this Christmas however I've got a kind of potential booking for about two months over Christmas and New Year so um I might be you know I'm going to schedule my holidays around that instead so I'm thinking of going away sort of October November this time and maybe again January February I'm I'm not a massive fan of the winter, so <laughs> a nice holiday to look forward to in January or February might be quite nice. I like yeah. the winter holiday. We're going to we're going to America, we're going to Florida in, in the end of January. It's nice going away after Christmas. Yes, it's very true. Yeah. Get, get a bit of sun. We came back from Florida, which was like you know sunny in my shorts a couple of years ago. And came yeah, back sounds to snow, nice. Landed at Gatwick in snow, and that's a drive back to the Midlands from Gatwick airport which is like a two-hour journey it took about five hours trundling along the m25 in the snow so um yeah i do quite enjoy this in the sun um i always wondered when you go freelance about how you decide um and this sounds stupid how much you're worth as in like how are you going to do your pricing how does that work how do you have that conversation with people um how did you find that and how have you kind of any tips of getting over that hurdle if people were thinking about going going freelance it, i went on gut feel i think to start with um and then just try to do a bit of market research but but that sort mm. of comes with and did time you find i you think pitched it right to begin with or have you had to adjust no i think i think too low really but you learn this in in retrospect yeah but I also think that's a female thing as well. Like one of the things I've really noticed as a freelancer is men have far more confidence um, in the marketplace than women do. Um, and I, I, I'm always wondering what we can yeah, do I think to address that's a really that. Good point. My, my wife's just in, she's a freelance marketeer. Yeah. And um, same, same thing. She's just yeah. increased her rates by a third because she's realized that she, she just didn't have the confidence in her first year and was just lowballing it. And um, she, it's uh, sorry, it's a police car going by. Um, she, she's just suddenly realised that she's you know, having to burn so much more time to earn uh, what she what she wants to get out of it, as it were. And um, she shouldn't be really. She she's been underpriced herself. Whereas I've gone with the if they if they don't pay it, then I I don't do it kind of model. Um, pretty much. Yeah, and that and that's that's where I am now as well. <laughs> but it's a journey, and it's taken a while to get there. 
Um, Because also as a freelancer, there is a little bit of fear if there's nothing in the pipeline, I think. Um, That's that's the other challenge. Yeah. But but something always turns up. Yeah. So it's, I think it's not worrying about not having too much stuff lined up um, because the nature of bids is it can turn in a day anyway, you know, something can Mm. always come up quite quickly. Um, And then not being too afraid to walk away from Mm. something if you're not happy about the price. Very good tip. So um, do you, do you think you have a, a certain writing style that you, bring to the client or do you do you end up writing in a client's kind of own style does that make sense that's really interesting um what i would say about my writing is i think i think bid writing is a certain type of it's definitely a certain type of copy it's very blunt it's very to the point we don't waste words and there's an aspect about my personality about that because I'm a bit like that as a, as an individual. Um, but I've worked with some really, really great writers over the last five years. And, you know, it's given me an opportunity to just review how they approach things and, you know, their, what they get out of it, you know, their deliverables to clients and yeah, just enable me to kind of think about it and improve. do, Do you think you've, you've done more kind of development being, freelance and working with lots of different clients than, than just working with with in-house with one yeah without a doubt you know i've had more exposure to a wider range of projects i've worked with far more people i've worked across the world i've worked on projects i never would have worked on in-house you know the experience has been well, I've just developed exponentially, really, but not necessarily always as a writer. You know, there's other things that I've learned as yeah. well, and it's been so worthwhile. When just you for put that. this this blog out, and we'll put the link to the blog in the um, in the show notes, um, you said you had quite a lot of people contact you asking for advice. Mm-hmm. What What's one of the weirdest things someone's asked you? Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily weird. I just. I, I just wonder whether they have a romanticized idea of what freelancing as a bid writer is actually like. Um, Cause I would say, well, it's, it's hard graft and you can do long hours and you've got to get to grips with quite technical things very quickly and work with a whole range of people and travel a lot. And sometimes, you know, you're at home and how do you deal with cabin fever and you know, yeah. there's, there's just different challenges. And also your, your diary is never really your own, especially if you're working towards a deadline, you know. So I can't just have an afternoon off and go and do whatever I like if I've got a bid yeah. on. I've got to, I've got to do that. <laughs> so do you think you work longer hours now because of all that extra admin and, and, and running the business you have to do than you did when you were in-house? Uh, I think there's certainly a lot of admin to do running a business. Um, but I certainly worked very long hours in-house as well. Um, yeah. I think I think the difference is now that I can manage my day generally according to myself. So if I want to get up at six o'clock in the morning and be at my desk, then I can do and I do do. Uh, and I get quite a lot of work done before like nine o'clock. So in a way, like my day's mostly finished nearly by the time most people are just kind of finishing their first coffee. Mm. Um, but equally, 
clients have different demands so I can often take calls at night and do work at night so I still work hard it's just maybe slightly different I don't have the you've got to be in at nine and you've got to finish at five mentality now it's no. more flexible the day and you can have days like Jeremy's day today when he's just gone to the dentist and gone to the gym and when I rang him earlier to start the call he was um uh just chilling out at home on his, on his bed <laughs> <laughs> It has been a really nice day, I have to say. But I have had a really bloody busy July. Um, yeah, and I'm not going to get a nice holiday like you guys this year because I stupidly got a brand new puppy uh, right when I would have gone on holiday normally. So uh, but there you go. So yeah, I've had a little mini holiday today, I guess. Where is Bertie now? Oh, he's downstairs with Jules somewhere um, making nuisance of himself, I should think. Oh, you got to bring him on the podcast. Oh, we'll do when he's a bit better behaved. <laughs> uh, a need a couple more uh, puppy classes, I think, before we do that. Ah, how does that go? Uh, well, I have to say, he smashed it last week. He had his first. He? he had his first pru- puppy preschool last week. Okay. And, um, he was much better behaved than all the other puppies. So we were surprised and uh yeah quite proud at the same time had a moment of parental pride we did we did it was very odd very odd feeling yeah very good (laughs) we took dash to one of those um and he was he was he was just chased around the room by like a chihuahua that kept trying to bite him (laughs) he was petrified because he loves big dogs like there was like there was i don't know like a big um labrador like wandering around and he will follow them around. The little chihuahua, he was, he was petrified and he, and he kept running and jumping on my lap and like to get away from this little chihuahua. It was just barking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh we, there's, there's a guy who's turned up, he's got a beagle that, uh, only, that gets up at three in the morning every day uh, since they've had it every day. Uh, so he looked broken. And then there was a lady <laughs> uh, whose husband bought her a staffy. A Staffordshire Bull Terrier and uh, that she didn't really want and then he didn't turn up to the class so she's sitting there with this massive dog who's an absolute weapon and, uh, <laughs> and, she, and she, she really didn't want to be there so I'm really looking for it's tomorrow night it's the next one so I'm really looking forward to seeing who turns up and how many dogs have sort of you know survived in some ways it's gonna be it's gonna be it's like some sort of weird social experiment it's very odd oh, um a final question for you, Annie, and then we'll, we'll have a yep. chat about your your heaven and hell. If you if if there was a sixth tip on your list, so you, the top five were structure like a business, learn what you can, be confident with money, uh, the importance of relationships and sales, and being the client becomes the boss. Have you got Have you got a final tip you can share with us, or uh, something that you couldn't quite slot into the blog? Hmm. That's quite interesting. There's, there's been a whole load of things that I've learned in the last six years. Um, and obviously I could only really select select five, but I think the most important thing is, <laughs> it's kind of obvious this, but you've got to, you've got to deliver. Yeah. You've got to be, like you've just got to try and be consistent. But at the same time, like there'll be some clients that won't take the advice and you've just got to take that on the chin because um, you can only you can only advise you can't force people to do stuff um but yeah it's it's just around delivery and being confident in your abilities i think 
I, I think the confidence thing's really important. Um, you, you can't be a shy and retiring consultant, can you? So, Leone, on every, uh, every one of our guests, we ask them uh, a couple of questions. The first one is, what is, what is your bid heaven? So the best bid you've worked on or the best win you've had or the best experience you've had, what, what was it? Um, we're just a combined being able to travel a lot really with work and work with different cultures, different teams of people, um, delivering, you know, bidding for some extraordinary work and working with some of the best you know, technical experts in the world and, you know, interviewing them to find out what they've done to develop that evidence. You know, it's a, it's a huge privilege. Um, yeah, and something that wow. I wouldn't change for the world. And then your bid hell? One that went wrong, nightmare bid? Uh, well, they're not really nightmares. <laughs> they're just learning opportunities, aren't they? But... Um... <laughs> I have to say, I'm I'm not a massive fan of, you know, trying to just that that kind of end bit, just getting everything tied up and finished. I find it quite, I find it very stressful. Um, and the way of dealing with that is just by just focusing on what I need to do and just getting clear instructions and just focusing on that and leaving all the you know, the strategy and the project management do, to other do you, people. Do you, not, do you not like, do you not do that then in, in, in your role? Do you purely stick with the writing and the, the more creative side? It depends on, it depends on the bid. Um, I mean, I'm doing another piece of work at the moment that's, that's smaller, um, you know, and I'm doing a more kind of all round piece of work on that. And that's absolutely fine. You know, there's a, there's a minimal number of stakeholders and, you know, I'm clear about what, what needs to be done. It's, I think on, on bigger stuff, it, no, it's not really my skill set. So, Leonie, we're going to do the quick fire questions, if that's all right. So the, the first one course, is, what's your okay. top read or favourite book? It can be business or or quite personal well the thing is uh i'm I, i've become not a massive reader because i, I seem to spend not all another day one. reading and writing so to yeah to be honest with you the last thing i want to do when i finish work is read a book um but books that i enjoy are biographies uh i really enjoy reading about other people's lives um I particularly enjoy monarchs. Yeah, like royalty. Producer Kate is just throwing a yeah. fist in the air because she's a she's a royalist. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, the House of Windsor fascinates me. So many do you fascinating want to characters. Kate? I love the weird programs they do about all the Windsors <laughs> on Channel Five. They're my favourite. <laughs> I can't believe all these good people don't read books. Because <laughs> we inter we interviewed Charlotte Reese from Women and Bits and Proposals. Well, she doesn't read. Jeremy doesn't read. No, to fair, Jeremy can't read. <laughs> but pretty much, yeah, just a, just a, just a salesman, bro. I've, I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you don't read that much. 
I don't read that much. I do quite enjoy sitting on the balcony with a book. Okay. Um, uh, so the next one then, and we might have the answer to this already. Uh, most inspirational person in your career or world? Is it, is it a royal or? Um, I, I know it sounds a bit trite really, but, but genuinely I've worked with some, I find the people that I work with very inspirational. Um, you know, big, big people are of my peers, but the, the technical experts, the people who build, the people who design, the people who engineer, the people who do extraordinary things every day of their lives. And I just think what they do is incredible. Um, and that's what holds my interest. I love writing about it and talking to them about it. And I'm very lucky. Oh, I get that, actually. It, yeah. It's it's one of the things I miss about working at Mace, actually, was that I used to get to work with some really fucking awesome engineers and some very, very clever people. Uh, I used to get to work with some spectacular douche canoes as well, but um, <laughs> there were some great, great engineers and people doing wonderful stuff. Yeah. So I get that. Right, and last one. Have you got a favourite quote? Yes, I have. Uh, so it's, to thine own self be true, and it's... Um... It's Shakespeare and it's from Hamlet and Polonius says it. And there's there's more words around it, uh, which I won't which I won't say now, but it's just about being true to yourself, even when you know, other people might try and influence you otherwise. Nice. I like that one. Mm, yeah. Good I'm a, big, I'm a big big fan of Shakespeare, whoever he was. Cool. Um so Leone, we we are we are at time. Um on on the uh interview kate producer kate is tapping her watch at me so how can people get hold of you where can they find you um uh, twitter or linkedin that's that's the best place to start and then we can have a conversation always happy to help people who want to go freelance or other freelance bid writers um, i've made all the mistakes so you don't have to <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> As I was looking out, is it? It's at Leonie Thomas, right? Uh, at underscore Leonie Thomas. Got you. Cool. Well, it was lovely to chat. Yeah, nice to speak to you too. Five years later, another podcast. We'll do another one in five years' time. Oh, I don't know. I'll still be doing this then. You know, I'll be. I might be doing something else. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye. So we're at the end of another podcast. We've made it through. Yeah, absolutely. That was a that was a great chat. Apart from the um the signal issues with um with Leone's connection. There's obviously no decent Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or anything in um, in sale. It's grim up north, isn't it? It's is grim. Grim. There's no there's no Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, interesting. It's and I would strongly um, recommend Leonie's yeah, Leonie's blog because obviously she's a full-time writer and bid person, but also she's got some quite good good articles on there um, as well as the the top tips for. Uh, after five years of going freelance but that's quite an achievement to go five years and still be like really enjoying it and finding a niche and um yeah well you'd, you'd hope it becomes a lifelong pursuit i guess yeah yeah i suppose it becomes something you, you can kind of 
because uh, if you do a good job, I guess you do get um, you get a lot of repeat business, and I think she does. So um, that's a good, yeah. good sign. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what are you up to in the next couple of weeks, then, Jeremy? Uh, well, in Morgan Sindel world, uh, in construction, I don't know. It must be might be different for you, but sort because of, I'm market facing BD type stuff in that world uh, August is very quiet because clearly there's loads of people on holiday I don't know whether the people getting fined for taking their kids out of school things had an impact but I'm finding that the, the school holidays not just the summer holidays but half terms as well are dead um, so I've got a fairly quiet or certainly externally quiet um, August for Morgan Sindel but what we are doing is quite a lot of internally facing capture planning and strategy stuff for future bids for bids that are coming out in Q4 and and into next year as well um, so that's really good so we, yeah we've got the whole bid team focused uh, on some really decent research and really getting under the skin of some projects in advance which is quite nice nice I, I've got the reverse and I've got a, partic- a particularly busy couple of weeks on bids and stuff but then i've got to do a bit of pipeline building so um got a few workshops set up with different people to do a bit of digging into some of our clients um what are we not you know typical stuff of what we're not exploiting what are we what we're doing how we can do more of and um any new uh, what are the new markets we need to be looking at as we kind of look now into trying to build some pipeline for 2021 onwards which is kind of nice to be thinking sort of 18 months in advance but it it does take that long to get your positioning right for these big pursuits that that we do so um yeah, yeah, yeah. it's quite it's just finding the balance and i know we'll talk about the balance but finding the balance with bids and and um the pursuit stuff but there's a bit more focus on pursuits and and pipeline at the moment so that gives me a reason to turn down supporting <laughs> bids yes dash yeah i know and, and spending more time with dash at home because i has spent three out of the four last weekends in the office, so um, get more time with the pup. Yeah, that's good. Oh, and of course, don't forget we've got our next breakfast event uh, on the 11th of September. Yeah. So we're just, just a, a fraction over a month away from that, so uh, we've got all of our panellists nailed down, our sponsor sorted, CV partner, thank you, Early. Um, and uh, so all of the prep calls and things are beginning to happen and the, the marketing engines getting up to speed on those at the moment as well so that's keeping us busy that's cool i um and i think by the time this goes out we will have reached over 500 downloads or or listens of the podcast oh that's pretty cool yeah so just loading up the app right now as we speak um we are currently on 496 i I think it does aggregate it because if if i go online it tells me kind of where people are coming from so most people now come via um uh, itunes which is good because we kind of switch from having to draw people into listen via anchor into actually listening now through more podcast the sort of native apps native yeah. apps yeah so that's good great off but i'm looking forward to our, our breakfast event so perhaps we can t- chat about a bit a bit more about that next time i know try not 
talk too much about salesy stuff, but actually we've got we've got some really interesting um, interesting topics coming. So perhaps we can chat about that one. And yeah, yeah. In a couple awesome. weeks' time, we still need to get um, Jill. Is it Jill on board? Yes, yes, that's right. Um, and we've had a couple of approaches from other people as well to join on as um, to come and be interviewed. So uh, yeah, looking forward to actually got a good good lineup for the next few weeks on the podcast. And after a, a month off, um, in the past past month, it's nice to be back. And and yeah, our right. Australian listeners have gone up. Just just loaded up now. So Romania has dropped. Although we now have listeners in Malta, so maybe that was people on holiday. Um, but seven percent of the people listening to the Red Review podcast are from Australia. Very good. Good day. Good day. Good day. And and less than one percent in Nigeria, which will be Kate's dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, nearly ninety percent of our listeners. Ninety percent of our listeners. So I was just looking at some stats to finish with. So episodes that have um, a bit of a swear in them actually do better than PC episodes. So. Uh, apart from the first episode which just got you know blew up and we launched the first one i think because we kind of publicized it our top episode ever <laughs> was science bullshit or productivity hacks so we need more swearing so fucking bugger <laughs> <laughs> and on that Very good. have a lovely evening jeremy you too gang see you next time goodbye listeners <laughs> bye 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 Hi, it's Katie. We've reached the end of the podcast. Links to the topics you've heard about today will be included in the show notes, so please do check them out. And if you'd like to feature in the show, you can drop us a message on Twitter or email redreviewpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time.